Good morning. This is James with 77 Financial Group. You're listening to 15 Minutes of Finance, where in the next 15 minutes, I'm going to get you excited about investing. Let's do it. What is good, everybody? Let's jump right into the term of the day to start on this lovely Wednesday. We have passive income. Now, that's a term we've all heard before, but let me read you the boring dictionary definition, and then I'll give you the layman's terms. Um, it's, again, this is one of those terms, and finance has, investing has tons of these terms where you hear it and you go, oh, yeah, I've heard that before, but you have no idea what it means. Passive income is similar to that. Uh, you could probably figure it out just because passive is kind of a, it's a giveaway indicator, but let me read this for you, and then you'll never forget this. Passive income is earnings derived from a rental property, limited partnership, or other enterprise in which a person is not actively involved. As with active income, passive income is usually taxable, but is often treated differently by the IRS. Okay, super vague, super general, love that. Uh, Let me tell you what that really means. It's something that makes money while you sleep. That's what all the rich people say. All the really, really wealthy people in the world say you must have a passive income to really become wealthy, to build wealth. There's a difference between rich and wealthy, and that is passive income. So, My favorite example is usually like Bezos or Elon Musk. They did not have a passive income for many, many years. They were working, grinding. And now they sort of built this entity, these these wheels have you, and the wheels now turn themselves. And that is passive income. And so uh, rental income, investment income, anything that you have where you are not actively working in that moment, that's passive income. And my favorite way to describe that is just making money while you sleep. If you make money while you sleep, you got some passive income. Okay, with that, let's jump into the news. Uh, Only a couple headlines today, and then we are going to talk about everybody's favorite person again, Elon Musk. What a goofball, Uh, but darn, is he not the greatest innovator of our time. So what is happening today? Global equity markets are treading water as investors await more big economic news coming later this week. European markets and U.S. futures have been basically flat. Markets in Asia were mixed. Energy company stocks continue to gain along with oil. West Texas intermediate crude rose another 1% after hitting a more than two and a half year high yesterday. Brent traded above $71 a barrel, unreal. Uh, Oil jumped after OPEC Uh, predicted strong demands in the second half of 2021 and a new report on U.S. oil reserves will come later today. Okay, guys, so when I'm reading this stuff, sometimes I get caught up because I understand what these terms are. Uh, OPEC, Brent, um, West Texas crude, intermittent. I I understand these things just because I see them so often. But like when you guys hear OPEC, that's just it's just a bunch of governments getting together to like discuss oil. So it's almost like the United Nations of oil is, is kind of how I would explain it. So they give the outlook, they give the sentiment, they explain um, uh, demand, supply, et cetera, for oil. So just think OPEC, think United Nations of oil. Uh, the meme stock craze over AMC Entertainment kept rolling along. Good for AMC. Go meme stocks. Uh, with shares of the company up 25% in pre-market trading after soaring 23% yesterday. Amazon stock was higher as the company announced this Prime Day would be held June 21st and June 22nd. And Prime Day is just like uh, Nintendo's E6 or E3. I, I can't remember what the term is, uh, but it's just where they announce big news. So it's just meant to get people hyped up for products and whatnot. On the economic calendar, the Federal Reserve's beige book on U.S. economic conditions will be released. It comes just two days before the Labor Department reports the much-watched May unemployment report. 
This afternoon, a key meeting will be held at the White House between President Joe Biden and the lead Republican Senate negotiator to discuss a possible compromise on Biden's $1.7 trillion infrastructure plan. Senator Shelley Moore, Capito, and other Republicans are proposing spending $928 billion. Still a lot of money. But Biden says the GOP must make progress on an agreement by next week. So I've been waiting to cover Biden's infrastructure plan because... I mean, come on, no one's going to read that thing, but I'm going to read it for you. Okay, I'm going to read it and I'm going to explain it in 15 minutes or less. But it changes so often because they can't agree on anything. So as soon as that gets settled and agreed upon, we're going to cover it in 15 minutes or less. And you guys will be able to talk about that at Thanksgiving and dinner tables. Real exciting conversations. Um, okay, let's move on. We have some headlines here. Only two of them that I thought were interesting, but E-commerce giant Amazon, which employs more than 1 million people, said in a blog post Tuesday that it's supporting newly introduced federal legalization to legalize marijuana. Amazon said it will no longer include marijuana and its drug screening for jobs not regulated by the Federal Department of Transportation. In the past, Amazon disqualified people from working for the company if they tested positive. Okay, so this is a big deal, and it's a big deal because Amazon is at the forefront of this and I did not expect them to be just because half of their business is is built on traveling obviously sending packages from door to door etc you you don't want people driving high that's sort of the thing but with them being at the forefront of this I love this and I love it because back in 2017 I think 2016 when Canada's um, trading platform was allowing marijuana companies they were going to be traded publicly I jumped on that and I still have all those positions. Uh, ACB, Canopy, Aurora, um, Tilray, these companies, I mean, the marijuana industry will be huge. It will be probably bigger than the tobacco industry. I don't know at what point, but I do believe it will grow to be bigger than that. And so I've been holding all these, I've been holding my positions for years now, and I haven't made any money yet because it's still not federally legal. So if you guys have those positions, just like myself and some of my clients, I recommend holding it. I just do because it will eventually be legal. I would probably bet before Biden's done, it'll be it'll be legal federally. So with that said, things will jump. Things will jump as soon as it's le- uh, as soon as it's legal. And there's going to be all types of collaborations. There's going to be alcohol companies wanting to get in. There's going to be snack companies wanting to get in on it. Um, shoot, there's going to be soda companies that want to get in on it. So because they're going to want to put cannabis and THC and CBD in everything because they will make money from it. So that was a very important headline, I think, on the outlook of the uh, marijuana industry. Now, the next one is not too exciting, but I thought it was important to talk about. So um, this is from Newsweek. And I just was reading it this morning, but let me just read the title here for you. So as we know, the investigation into the Wuhan lab um, COVID-19 outbreak is occurring because now there's evidence, whereas before it was just speculation, but there's apparently evidence that it did come from China. It did come from the Wuhan lab. So, and I'm not, I'm not taking a stance one way or the other. I'm just, I'm just glad there's going to be an investigation. And so China responded to Biden saying, Hey, look, we know we kind of got to look into this now because it looks like there's some evidence. China's China state media says country must prepare for nuclear war with us after Biden asks for the COVID probe. So that's from Newsweek. That's a real article. You guys can look that up yourself, Uh, but that's kind of scary, right? So we don't, (laughs) we don't want nuclear war. We want good relations with China. Uh, we want China to obviously improve its practices, its business practices, and maybe its humanity practices, but we can't control that from over here. All we can control is what we can do, and 
you know, hopefully we can influence others to be the best versions of themselves while we work on ourselves. Um, Okay, that's my <laughs> my humanities rant for the day. But I'm going to be keeping a huge eye on that, obviously, because a lot of my money's invested in China companies, uh, international equities. I want their relations to really soar and not not be soured. Um, but okay, we have other news we got to get to. We got to talk about my boy Elon, and he is back at it again with boosting people's or boosting companies' return uh, just by the power of a tweet. It blows my mind how powerful tweets are now. It, it, it really does. Uh, and it seems like the most polarizing people tweet the most. <laughs> and I don't know if that's an ego fill or if it's that's the only release they get. They feel that that's their, um, that's their chance to be themselves. Uh, but I've never been a fan of keyboard warriors. And Elon Elon's funny with it, though. So I enjoy reading his tweets and seeing what he has to say. And uh, it's funny because... He tweeted about Baby Shark, the song. We all know the song, the song Baby Shark. It now has more views than there are people on Earth. And so he he tweeted, literally, this is what he said: "Baby Shark crushes all more views than humans." And then he puts a link to the video, and it fueled a ten percent spike in shares of the South Korean company that owns Baby Shark. I think it's um, it's a Samsung publishing company. Um, I can't remember what it's called. I wrote it down here somewhere. Um, oh yeah. Samsung publishing is the second largest stakeholder in smart study company. That's the songs producer. So smart study company guys, think about that. We now have the power or maybe not we, maybe not us, but there are people who have the power to make people money by tweeting that blows my mind. 10% jump because Elon tweeted it. Um, I just find that hilarious, but it's actually a big deal. And I'm going to read this real quick, real quickly for you guys. Uh, it's a big deal when Elon tweets. In fact, it's such a big deal that it cost him $20 million. So the Musk baby shark news comes as the wall street journal reported the sec was once again, targeting Musk's tweets. The paper said that the SEC warned Tesla last year that the company failed to oversee his online activity. Regulators charged that Musk twice violated a court ordered policy that his comments get approved approval from company lawyers first. They cited tweets about Tesla's solar roof production stock price, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So we've talked about the SEC a couple times in here and guys, SEC's big brother. They, if the SEC comes knocking, you do whatever you want. There is no help there. You can get SEC attorneys, you can do, uh, you can fight it, you can do whatever you want, but the SEC is they're the police force. They're the enforcer and they exist to make sure that people aren't doing fraudulent activities with normal people's money. And I mean, obviously Elon's probably not trying to uh, be fraudulent with his tweets, but there are people who normal people who invested in Tesla, like very normal people. And so whenever he tweets, it's important and it could ruin, it could make or break their investment. And so what the SEC wants to do with this oversight of, of these tweets is just to make sure that uh, normal people aren't going to lose, you know, 40% of their 401k because of one tweet. So SEC is trying to do a good thing. But with that, with that picture in mind for you guys, I, me as, as an investment firm, I'm regulated like crazy. We're not allowed to text clients. We're not allowed to, um, not take notes. So every time a client calls me or I speak with a client, I have to take notes. Not only do I have to take notes, but every single time I make a podcast, I have to record it and I have to get it approved. Now, 
hopefully the SEC doesn't listen to this episode because I haven't exactly been on top of that. But that is the uh, that's the thought process of the SEC. Anytime you communicate with the public in any format, you have to record it and it has to be client approved, I guess you could say. And when I worked for broker dealers, um, Securities America, Lincoln Financial, they had to approve stuff. And I had an Instagram while I was with SEC and I or with um, Securities America and I still have one now. I just don't post as much. But I got in trouble. Instagram was not an approved vendor. I, they could not track me on Instagram and track client comments, etc. It's ridiculous. So just trying to give you the oversight of, of really how scrutinous, I guess you could say, they monitor us. It's, it's, it's very intense. And it's, it's honestly terrifying just because I know people who have been audited by the SEC. Okay, but in two, let me go back to uh, just the, uh, the $20 million tweet here. So in 2018, the SEC alleged Musk committed fraud when he tweeted about potentially taking Tesla private. See how ridiculous that is? It's his company, and he tweets about it, and then he committed fraud. So I don't think he intentionally did that. I just think that the SEC thinks in a much broader perspective than maybe the owner of a company would, like he would about his own company. But that early August message sent shares of the stock soaring, because obviously people like Elon. Uh, Both Musk and the company paid $20 million to settle the case and agreed his future tweets would be vetted by the attorneys. So the SEC is obviously knocking now because he's tweeting about stuff that is not getting approved by the attorneys. And that's not a good look for Elon. Um, Who who was the... um, This made made me think of uh, the company... Uh, Papa John's. It was Papa John's. I mean, the John, I think, is literally, I think he was Papa. I think Papa got ousted by his own board of directors. They kicked him out of his own company. I think because he was, um, he might have been saying inappropriate things, but I think it was also because he was trying to do weird stuff. Like, he was trying to, uh, I mean, the Papadia in and of itself is weird, but I think he was trying to make burgers or he was trying to do something that was very much away from the core purpose of Papa John's. Look, Papa John's makes pizza. It does not make burgers. Uh, and I, yeah, I think he got in trouble for being inappropriate elsewhere as well. But like that, stra- that sounds familiar to me. So Elon is already uh, treading lightly, I guess, walking on eggshells with his board of directors, with the company. Um, and I, I like Elon. I want him to stay with Tesla. I don't want him to get ousted. I want him to stick around. But I guess when you get that much power, you just can't stop yourself from tweeting. (laughs) Uh, But that is it for today, guys. As always, invest early, invest often. Come back tomorrow. I hope you learned something. If you guys have any topics you want me to cover or any questions, you can reach out on my Instagram at 77financialgroup or my email, james at 77financialgroup.com. All right, have a good one, guys. Bye.